game time. You're listening to the House League Heroes podcast with your hosts, Riley Barton and Tanner Chuby. Follow the guys on Instagram at underscore Riley Barton underscore and Tanner C-H-U-B-E-Y. Episode three of the House League Heroes podcast. I'm one half of the show, Tanner Chuby, joined by my counterpart, Riley Barton. Riley, how has your week been? It's been great. Had my uh, birthday on Friday, watched my Canucks win one game and then lose everything else. So I'm glad you brought that up. Happy belated birthday to uh, Marty McFly here. Um, <laughs> and also, happy Mother's Day to every mother out there. Or, you know, honestly, let's go Guardian. Woman Guardian <laughs> yeah. out there. Let's go with that. Takes Mother's care of Day. someone, a special woman shout in her life. Shout out to everyone. Out exactly. There. Everyone gets a shout out today. But no, happy <laughs> Mother's Day. And uh, Riley, I've led. I'm gonna let you lead the show off because, in case you didn't notice, nothing happened this week. There was not any big, you know, kerfuffle that took place. Yeah, 100. Um, percent Once again, I know we talked about it last time, but I did want to give a big shout out to Ryan Miller ending his career. Seeing that video of him hugging his parents yeah. uh, after his last game, that was emotional. <laughs> that just goes to show, like how his you know how parents stick with you through it i mean probably you know they were there when he put on his first pair of skates and all the practices and stuff he drives to it's crazy and that's that's awesome that they got to be there for his last game i'm glad i'm glad they were able to do that yeah i guess uh the biggest thing there's a few things i had on my mind tortorella is parting ways with columbus we kind of knew it was going to happen i think it was about time Mm -hmm. but it is finally confirmed that he is not going to be with the team anymore and this afternoon or this morning, it, uh, Rick Tockett also out in Arizona after, what was it, two seasons there? It might have been. Yeah. I think it was around that. That's big news. And maybe, wouldn't it be neat if they kind of just flip-flopped? Because <laughs> I I don't know if Tortorella coaches again, at least next yeah. year. I, I don't know if he takes a year off or what he does. I personally don't see a team picking him up soon, but who knows, right? You never know with him, right? Like someone, a team could be trying to shake it up and they want someone like him in there just to give him a shot. Even for a year wouldn't hurt a few teams, but yeah, who knows where he goes after this. In Columbus, so Line and Tortorella, I think we've seen don't have the best relationship, which seems to be a trend with John. Um, <laughs> and younger players. And any any player that doesn't like back checking so i don't know 70 percent of forwards i guess (laughs) (laughs) yep um do you think this definitely has to increase liney's chances of coming back right for sure but i i wouldn't be surprised if he wants to change it up but he would at least want to give it one more year a shot with that team right i think everyone there would want to see what they can do because if you're yarmo kekalina like you have this star winger that can score 30 goals in his sleep you know, I think this shows like, okay, listen, we want you here long term. The coach is gone. Um, yeah. we want to build around you. And I think that's what they need to do because they, they need someone to just build around once. They have a very mediocre lineup right now that, that can definitely be built off of, but they need to make some moves if they want to be a contender. They need, they just need to do something soon or else they're just gonna stay at this stalemate, kinda like I guess Minnesota, how they've stayed just so mediocre for so many years, they're gonna end up like that, I feel like, if they don't make a move. Do the John Tortorella days return to Vancouver if Travis Green gets fired? I swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe it would uh, make Quinn Hughes an actual defenseman. That would be nice. Okay. I love Hughes, but yeah, Uh, it was a it was a tough season Vancouver all around. 
Um, in terms of who the Jackets hire next, I, there, I can't really think of any prospects right now. I mean, like the biggest ones this throughout this season were probably Babcock. If he ever returned, he's going to coach the U of S Huskies now. And I think maybe Bruce Boudreaux, I know, has talked about getting back into the league. I, is that a good fit in Columbus? Uh, I Maybe. I feel like there doesn't need to be too much intervention from a coach with that team, right? I think they just need those pieces, and then they can really focus on that. Mm-hmm. So for now, I don't think that is their biggest concern. Over to the desert, we talk, I mentioned Rick Tockett. Was that kind of a surprise? I, I didn't see that one coming. I'd heard nothing about it, but the success of that team, just they keep failing every year. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> for any if there is any coyotes fans it's definitely tough to watch they've just been so close and then just nothing so i wouldn't say it was a surprise but like you said i definitely didn't hear anything about it when it happened i kind of thought they were just going to keep riding him out but i guess it, it might be a step in the right direction maybe because i see phil kessel 900th career point which Insane. made me so happy and it pisses me off that he's not in playoff hockey on such a <laughs> deadbeat organization hopefully arizona can get something started next year something like i just (laughs) they're all they're always terrible they're always so mediocre they just don't change one thing i did want to talk about um i guess in the spirit of mother's day is alex ovechkin is investing in the national women's soccer league the washington spirit and he announced that this morning so i thought that was pretty cool that's um women's soccer is definitely up on the rise and is actually something that can be enjoyable to watch and i wish there was bigger markets for stuff like that mm-hmm. already so it is good to see someone especially like ovi this big russian guy to invest into that that's definitely gonna hopefully help out a lot oh yeah that'll bring exposure for sure and you know it's alex ovechkin everyone ever even if you're not a hockey fan you've heard the name so just seeing that he's he's investing his money into that that's that's great for the sport and you're right it is enjoyable i as much I used to be a soccer player. I would not the biggest fan of watching it. I think there's just a lot of things they need to fix with it in order to make it Fair. enjoyable. But uh, no, that's definitely a step in the right direction. We also saw Connor McDavid hitting 100 points in 53 games, which is just not even human. No. And honestly, not a surprise. He's so good. And I don't want to be like, it's the Canadian division. And I don't think that degrades anything. That's still insane. Oh, that's what well, It doesn't matter where you're playing. But there are reporters out there saying that Austin Matthews is still runner up for, like, I don't understand where that's coming from. Runner, like runner up for the heart, you mean? Like, no, people are putting him over McDavid. Oh, sorry. Okay, listen, people, <laughs> I know Matt, Matthews is good. I'm not even going to deny He's it. He's insane. He's one of the best shooters in the league. He's got... 40 goals this year. That's nuts. That's really impressive. Very. David has 29 points in his last 10 games, one of which, one of those games, he went pointless. So technically yeah. 29 in nine games. It's not even close. No, it, it isn't close. I don't know where people come up with this stuff. That's That can be some Toronto media for you right there, just being as biased as possible. What a stage for um, McDavid to do that on. Hockey Night in Canada four points to get it done that's awesome yeah i guess earlier this week we, we didn't have time to talk about the all the tom wilson oh incidents boy. with the rangers because that was fun <laughs> that was it's kind of played out now it's it's a bit of yep. older news we kind of just missed it it happened the night after clearly i don't know i mean we didn't talk about this we wanted to save it for the show clearly should have been suspended i don't think there's any yes. doubt about that at 
at yeah, least I don't know some game <laughs> some yeah at, at least one like are you kidding me yeah like that's you know I think this has all been talked about quite a bit so we don't need to spend too much time on it but the player safety right now is so all over the place I don't know if you saw what just came out today Joel Edmondson got fined a thousand dollars for a trip against Tavares mm-hmm. I don't know if you actually saw the the clip I didn't see the trip but I saw that he so, got fined yeah so it kind of it looked knee on knee to start because I was watching the game with my mom and we were like, oh, that was bad. And then the replay goes by it and it's like, no, it was a good like hip to hip check. It was a nice hit. Don't know where there was a trip. Don't know why there was a fine. Very confused. And there was a quite like Mackenzie Weger got fined 5,000 for ice sticking. Uh, Brandon Montour, another 5,000 for spearing. It's just like taking it out on everyone right now. I think Mar- they got so much backlash. I think Maroon got a game suspension, didn't he? That was announced like 20 minutes ago. He oh, got really? suspended for something or someone. <laughs> I didn't see that. I saw some suspension somewhere, but uh, yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, forward Patrick Maroon suspended one game for unsportsmanlike conduct. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing, too, with the CBA, the that, the fact that $5,000 is the maximum allowed. What are you teaching? It's pocket change. That's, that's literally like me giving them 10 bucks and being like, there you go. Yeah. I'm just going to go kill someone again. So like that so, doesn't teach discipline in the slightest. You know, it this again, player safety's come under a lot of heat because of what happened with Wilson. Um, I imagine everyone's seen the clip, so I won't sit here and explain it. But then the next game is really kind of what got everyone talking was <laughs> the just the line brawl off the top. Hundred penalty minutes 100. in one period. <laughs> one of the best pictures of the year is all the capitals in the penalty box. I don't think anything. Yes. Was, made me laugh all week more than that <laughs> but that whole situation is avoided if wilson suspended a game yep and the uh, the rangers took that into their own hands so good on him for that because you can't just let that stuff slide and yeah and credit to the rangers you don't see teams speak out against the league or players say or let alone call for someone's job in <laughs> george yeah. Harrow's. That was a huge, and I knew the moment that happened, they were getting fined, which, I mean, yeah. $250,000 to them, again, pocket For the change. Rangers is also pocket change, yeah, yes. it's the equivalent to 5000 to a player. Yes. Um, but, yeah, player safety needs to get this on, I think, George, and there's, it's funny, there's a picture of George Peros getting his clock rung, and it's like, this guy's the head of player safety. <laughs> Why would you put someone who succeeded in the NHL at that type of play to make those calls? Yeah, I don't know. It's changed so much, right? Like, you should have someone that's actually an advocate for player safety. Yeah. And, you know, I've I've got nothing against Tom Wilson. I like him as a hockey player. I mean, he's yeah, I mean, one of the best power play. forwards in the league. Uh, there's reports he reached out to Panarin after the incident once he heard he was out for the season to check if he was okay, which people are not going to care that he did that because they just hate yeah, Tom exactly. so much. But there should have been some punishment. That's that's what I'm trying yeah. to get at. Bottom line. And then the worst part was is that Buchnevich with the cross-check to Mantha and, well, he suspended a game and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like that's pretty, it's pretty obvious the league was taking it out on the Rangers there. They didn't like their statement, so they took it out on them. Very obvious right there. Yep. It happens. Did want to talk about, we have a few clinch spots of the top of the division that's in the central, the Hurricanes, which I was pretty surprised about clinched top in their division. That's I picked, crazy. I picked them at the start of the season. I'm very happy it came. Not surprised, but I definitely did think Tampa was still going to squeak that out. 
the my only fear with Carolina at the start of the year was goaltending because I didn't they mm-hmm. don't have that re, they kind of just have a one one a one b type thing they don't have a solid number one like a Tampa Bay but that yes. team is so unbelievably deep and Martin Nietzsche's has just come out of nowhere this year dominating people so is Reimer <laughs> Reimer yeah Reimer's kicked it back <laughs> it's been great kicked the clock then, yeah. yeah it's been fun to watch and we also have Pittsburgh who were being counted out at the start of the season as not even making the playoffs mm-hmm. and having Philly win the division. That was a big thing at the start of the year. We now have Pittsburgh clinching top with Philly in sixth place in the in the East. Oh, if you're the Flyers, is this kind of a roster you look at next season and you don't really change much? Like, do you just kind of write this off as, okay, we don't know what went wrong, but we're going to try it with this group again? Because I think the, the biggest thing is was probably Carter Hart having an off year mm-hmm. and you have to expect that with young goalies and I hate when people put so much pressure on them because it, it's so common that you need to understand it so I I agree they have a roster that sh- they shouldn't change much I don't really I don't even have like maybe some defensemen they could change but like besides that there's really not much I know you played goalie when you played hockey growing up uh in terms of like Carter Hart he didn't start you know he had a tough start to the season and it just dragged on dragged on dragged on you know, when you kind of get into a funk like that mentally, how hard is it to get out of that slide as a goalie? Because I feel like you have to be thinking about it when you go into a game. Well, the biggest thing for me is like since I was 10 years old, like when I first started playing goalie, my dad would tell me memory like a goldfish. So, mm-hmm. you know, a goldfish will swim around the bowl and be like, oh, this is new. And then swim around the bowl. Oh, this is new. <laughs> it's that's how you need to think. You can't I can't let in a goal and be like, God damn it. Like, I, I need to fix that again. Usually what I would do, let in a goal run the scenario through my head again and then just try not to do it again and you try not to think about it so i think that's definitely a big thing for him is the mental game the nhl obviously a way bigger stage so it's going to be harder to forget but a big part of being a goalie is mental so if he can wash this away and just go back to playing hockey they should be sad definitely he's he's too good not to return to form not even a question before before we move on uh to what you want to talk about next if we're running through the divisions pittsburgh uh what did we talk about last week people Crosby is still here. He's still yeah. going to piss you off for how good he is. <laughs> and he's going to run this league. 62 points in 55 games. He's there. Like, That's he's crazy. still Crosby. I also want to, like, they just, their team's been great. Oh, this is what I want to talk about. Jeff Carter. He had a four-goal four game. game. That's it's, insane. He's it's been crazy good It's there. 2012 for everyone. <laughs> yes, <the> seriously. <laughs> to Foley, like, there's just all of these guys from L.A. just lighting it up yeah, right now. Dustin Brown, Kopitar yeah. turned it back this year. Carter now, he's returned to form. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Toronto Maple Leafs also clinching first since, I think, 2000 was the stat. I, I might be wrong on that, but I think 2000 was the last time they won their division. Do you see them making? How deep do you say see Toronto going this year? Uh, I, I, know, I don't like picking them past the first round anymore. But no. I, it's not it's not Boston. I know playoffs are a different animal, but I just I don't think Montreal can keep up with these guys. They're they're they even just look different. Like watching them this year, they look like a more structured team. Sheldon Keefe has seemed to really gotten these guys bought in to what he's preaching. So I think they're out of the first round for sure. But if McDavid and the Oilers keep rolling the way they are, it's going to be a tight one because Smith in the net too has been outstanding. That was, I was going to bring that up. The biggest thing I think for Toronto right now is still goaltending because I know Campbell's been good, but he hasn't played in the playoffs. And I know that's 
not like the biggest thing. A lot of teams win with these young goalies and because of how hot they are, but who knows what Campbell's going to be like. And Anderson is playing in the AHL right now, getting warmed up. So who knows when he's going to be ready. Then even with Riddick, we don't know how he's going to be because he's been pretty inconsistent on the Leafs so far. Well, one of the biggest criticisms of Toronto in the playoffs in since they've started making it again with Matthews, Marner, and all that was they were a soft team, right? You know, Boston always, yep. you know, knew what to get away with and kind of bullied more them. Fit. Yeah, bullied them, exactly. And, you know, they added some toughness this offseason. You had Wayne Simmons. You have uh, Thornton. Muzzin's a big boy. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can kind of adapt to that style of hockey because playoffs, you're going to have a lot more people crashing the net and your goalie and trying to get body position in the crease. So it's going to be neat yeah. to see if they can adapt to that, which they haven't been able to the past few years. Yeah, we'll have to see. It's definitely going to come down to how Montreal starts it off, like how Montreal, what their game plan is, because I'm sure they're going to have to write something up and pick up those weaknesses because that's all they can do. And don't count Montreal out. I mean, everyone did I'm it not, last definitely year. Definitely not. Definitely if, not. If they, if Jake Allen plays the way he's been playing all year, or you know, they go back to Price and he's in 2014 form. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's Foley's your series win. Just great this year, Petrie. Like they have these guys that have been stepping up big time. You hope that I think could help through. So you'd hope Gallagher comes back too. Uh, yes, I think his Weber's still out. I know Weber. Oh, I think he definitely. Yeah, I think he is. You know, you hope some of these injuries come back because that's been a big thing. You have Caulfield now. Don't you can't count out the Habs, man. Everyone did it against Pittsburgh last year, and they proved people wrong. So, but say that does happen in Montreal. Like here's a hypothetical: Montreal takes up Toronto in first round. What does Toronto do? You have to move on from one of those big four and stop with the old gang. As cool as it is to see Spezza. Thornton and Simmons play on the same team in 2021. Yeah. Um, get, I don't know. I don't know which one you trade either. I think as much as it pains me in terms of money wise, it's either Marner because he makes the most, but you know, people would be willing to give an arm and a leg even for that contract mm-hmm. or Nylander because yeah, you're not I definitely Matthews. say Nylander. I definitely would say Nylander and I don't think it can happen, but Tavares wouldn't be a bad move either. What team would want a guy like Tavares? Because Tavares That's isn't a thing. bum. He's a really good hockey player. Yes, one hundred percent. But I just, I just don't know if anyone would take him right now. Not, not with the. It's, it's not the next few years on his contract. It's like the back three is what teams yeah. don't want to pay for, and that's exactly. understandable. Um, what is the situation right now? Because Montreal can still get second, can't they? Yeah, they're only two points back of the Jets. Yes, for, for third, third, not second. For third, place. yeah. I hope they just stay there because I want Toronto, Montreal. I think that's what's going to happen, but we'll ha- we'll have to see. The way Winnipeg's been playing recently, they they need to step it up before the playoffs start, and they they don't got much time to do that now. So nope, three games, three games left on the schedule. Do we know when playoffs start? Because they were supposed to start the eleventh, I think, because all the know. games have been rescheduled, right? I think we got one more week of hockey. Until Basically. all the games are round, wrapped up. Into like the West Division here. We pretty much have Vegas clinching first. It's not confirmed yet. Colorado could still catch them based on they do have a game in hand. So mm-hmm. that's decent. The Blues clinched the other day, which was way closer than I thought it was going to be. 
and that's also that's a like the point separation between the three teams and the Blues in the West Division is huge. Like Minnesota yeah. in third place with seventy five points, and then the Blues with fifty seven. <laughs> wow. And we talked about it last week. The Blues could win the first round. They could go. They could come out of that division. I look at yeah. all four of those teams, and I don't think it'd be a surprise if any of them came out. I do think Minnesota's going to have a tough time with the Avs, especially if McKinnon plays like he does in the playoffs. But they, but like you said, I wouldn't be that surprised if they pulled it out. If you if Kaprizov gets hot, Talbot keeps playing the way he has all year, that team, there's there's some life that's being Yaller's injected Yaller's really into picked team. it up this second half of the year, too. Mm-hmm. He's been crazy good. How if you're Nashville, so, how much do you regret not keeping that guy now? Um, probably a lot. Probably everything. <laughs> Shout out to them though; they made the playoffs over Dallas. Can't wait. That's till they pretty get impressive. Smacked in the first round. Oh my god! It's Nashville's only chance is Soros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if he is their only chance, he needs. He's gonna have to have some in, like miraculous series to even get the fighting chance. Look, my distaste for the Preds is no secret. So, um, Carolina, <laughs> do your job, okay? Be how good we all know you are, and just knock these guys out. Make Fair them re- make them regret that they got hot. Just destroy them on the ice. I want <laughs> I want this series over in three games. It shouldn't even go four. <laughs> What's your beef with Nashville? Twenty seventeen. You know what? I like the team. I like some of their players. The biggest thing that got me. I even like their fans. Their fans are great. Yeah. But I hate how they think they came up with that goalie chant where they chant oh, his yeah. name <laughs> and they say it's all your fault because they didn't because the Kings were doing it like half a decade before them. That's one. Thank you, Crawford. May we have another. He shoots. He scores. You suck. It just <laughs> bugged me. It was a very frustrating sweep in 2017. There's still some bitter feelings. We can just never play them good either. They, I don't know, Colleton system just cannot match. The Hawks are an opportunistic team. They like to attack on the rush, and the Preds swall- are a team that swallow up the neutral zone and just don't allow it. So they just never find a way to, to counteract it. They're not a dump-and-chase team, the Hawks. And that's the only way you can beat the Preds because you have to get behind their defensemen. Yeah. Um, I know you want to talk about uh, Sam Bennett still lighting it up. Yes, I have I have a stat of okay. Sam Bennett. This is from Steve Goldstein, Goldstein, one of those two, on Twitter. <laughs> Sam Bennett has the most points by any Florida Panthers player in team history in 10 games with the team with a goal and assist last night. He passed Pavel Bure. Wow, Calgary! How are we feeling? I mean, as a Calgary fan, I'm. He wasn't gonna do it in Calgary. He really wasn't. So the change, change of scenery was clearly a good choice for Bennett on his personal behalf, and I'm happy that he's still yeah. a good player. Yeah, it was obvious it wasn't working, and that's sometimes is just the biggest thing a player needs is a new is a new city, a fresh start, and it's doing wonders for Bennett. And good on the Panthers because he's found this scoring touch in the regular season. And Flames fans know he can find it in the playoffs. So they've they've got a big... That's a huge ad that they made at the, uh, yes. the deadline. Um, I also want to talk about... I don't know if you saw this. The beef between Darnell Nurse and Zach McEwen in the... I think two... The, not the last game the Canucks played, but the one before. 
it was just very scrappy between those two. They were pissing each other off. Um, McEwen ended up getting suspended for quote-unquote kneeing. And maybe I'll send you this clip later, but it is maybe the weakest thing I've ever seen. It was They they ran into each other, tried to hit each other. Nurse ended up being the one falling. Mm -hmm. And McEwen kind of went and, like, tapped him with his leg, like a, hey, like, nice try kind of thing. Wasn't, like, aggressive. He, like, skimmed his arm. Nurse gets up from this, cross-checks McEwen, slashes him, cross-checks, punches him in the jaw twice, and McEwen's just standing there, like, trying to get the ref's attention. Yeah, Nurse ended up getting a penalty, and they fought right after that, to which McEwen decked Nurse, and Nurse just grabbed him, picked him up, like, wrestling, and smashed him on the ice and didn't get nothing for that. But McEwen got this kneeing suspension. It's just, like, blowing my mind. I'd, I'd have to take a look at the clip. I did not see. I saw that McEwen got suspended. I'd have to look at the play. I can't really say much on it. I don't know how it happened, but. I do have. I just sent you one on Instagram. This is the aftermath of the quote unquote knee. Well, I couldn't find the, the knee video itself, but I found yes. you sent me the, the aftermath stuff. McEwen held his own in that fight versus Nurse. He got slammed to the ground like a professional wrestler. But yep. <laughs> um, kudos to him for for sticking up to that. And that might be one of the best clips I've seen of Nurse just poking, cross-checking him, and he is not phased one bit. He is just looking at the ref, <laughs> looking for that call. I have to see the knee, but the fact that yes. he got a suspension. <laughs> Another thing that happened was uh, Tim Stutzel, youngest player in Ottawa Senators history to score a hat-trick, which is pretty impressive. You, as a Sens fan, kind of just like having the season as – a write-off, just trying to figure some stuff out. you got to be pretty happy with the way Stutzel's been playing. I think you have to be happy with how the entire team's playing. Not like Big you know, time. Big on Stutzel, awesome that he got that hat trick. That kid's going to be insane. But the entire team this year, like Josh Norris, Drake Batherson are two guys that I really hadn't heard of, and they were great for the team this year. Connor Brown has got 20 goals on the year. Yeah, he's... Really turned it up on the second half of the year. He had, a, he had a huge scoring streak for a while there. If you get, you know, and you get a good partner for Shabbat so he doesn't have to play 60 minutes a night, like they're just going to kill this guy and drive him into the ground. They they have something there. If Matt Murray can keep it going, they're, they're going to be, look out for the Sens next year because I don't think they're going to be in the basement. <laughs> no, no, I think they can be a competitor. They just need a, uh, if Matt Murray can step up his game in net, then... For sure, they have a shot at doing something. Definitely. Oh, I guess we should probably shout out the Canada U18 team. Just absolutely dominating the tournament and winning. Connor Bedard and Shane Wright. Connor Bedard, that kid. He's insane. 15? He's 15, right? Yeah. I think he's the first, what was it, the first 15-year-old to get, like, exceptional status for... It's exciting, I, especially when we just talked about how we were thinking USA hockey might be taking over Canada, and... So good got, to see we have some fight. <laughs> we've we've got a generational player on the rise. So kudos to them. Congrats. Ah, Flurry took a sole possession of third place for all time wins, passing my favorite goalie, Luongo, which, you know, sad, but I love Flurry, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy when I saw I saw that too, and Marty Brodeur is at what is it, like six ninety one? Yeah, Just he's somewhere way stupid. up there. So it's, you know, he's kind of like on a league of his own, third all-time. That is an incredible... You have to... Not only do you have to play the games for one, but, you know, win them. So... Yes. Which is not an easy thing to do in the NHL when you're going up against the top scorers in the world. 
So yeah, and he's still and playing as much as he has, and he's still at the top of his game. Like he's having yeah one of the best years of his career this year. I still love watching Flurry. Like it's always exciting. He's always just been a great goalie. So that that Vegas team, uh, it's gonna be hard. I really want to see Avalanche and Vegas in that second round to see who comes out because that would just be a bloodbath of there's so much talent between those two teams it, there's no They're way so it could be boring deep. it could not be boring there's no possible way i could definitely see vegas finding their ways in the final this year though absolutely one more guy i want to talk about michael hauser on the buffalo sabers his first two games won both of them um i think he made like 45 stops or something in his second one mm-hmm. and then so just an incredible story what a debut and what a good story for Sabres fans, which they've just had nothing to cheer about this year. <laughs> Unfortunately, the next game got lit up for eight goals. But still, it might be nice <laughs> to know they have a guy they can look forward to next season. Buffalo fans just need to hold in there. I'm sure one day. Wait till either trade Eichel or hopefully build around him. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. There's so much. Man, we should talk about this. I feel like this year has been tough to follow. I don't know if it's just... Me personally, but I feel like with this condensed schedule in such a short amount of time and not knowing, we didn't really know what was going to happen, especially when the outbreaks happened for certain teams, if they'd even play the rest of the games. It's just been tough to follow and keep up with what's going on. I find myself sitting here so many times, you hear it on the show of, well, is that actually correct? Like, this guy <laughs> still play here, all this? It's tough to follow, so... I mean, I'm just excited for playoff hockey to come because it's the be- it's the best entertainment and out of it's any very sport. Very easy to follow. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't take any brain cells. Well, Riley, I think that's all I had to talk about. I don't know if you had one more. I think next week will be playoff predictions because the the league will be wrapped up by then. We'll know for sure the playoff matchups. I think. I think pretty much every division set. I just think the North still needs to be settled. The Avs yeah. and Wild can switch. The East is just who knows. Montreal and Winnipeg. There's just there's a few teams that can switch around, but besides that, we are pretty close to having everything locked in. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Happy Mother's Day once again to all the wonderful mothers out there. Happy belated birthday, Riley. And we will talk to you guys next week for our pre-playoff predictions. There we go. I am <laughs> so tired, man. I struggling to get through this one. (laughs) All right. Well, happy Mother's Day, everyone. Peace out.